Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen. Hey everybody, this is Jamie Vendera and welcome back to the Sing Better Fast podcast. I got Ben Valen with me today and it's time for a new topic. Actually, it's kind of tied into the last topic since this is episode number two. Ben, what's on your mind? Hey Jamie, so related to the last one, um, I did want to talk about talent versus skill. This is something that a lot of singers have a lot of misconceptions on. People get hung up on it. And uh, something that's really important is talent versus skill. Is singing, does singing rely more on talent or does it rely more on skill? And so as you mentioned in the previous one, there are many singers who do have sort of a natural talent. You know, they maybe they have, they're classified as sort of a classical tenor type of singer and it's easier for them to sing higher, or, you know, soprano, they're classified that way. And, and then there are some people who it's really easy for them to sing in tune. It's easy to pick up a tune, stuff like that. And so those are people we might consider talented maybe. And then we have the issue of skill is singing a skill. And so you and I have taught for a long time that singing is a skill. If you have the ability to tie your shoes, if you have the ability to walk, if you have the ability to drive a car, ride a bike, if you have the ability to type, you have the ability to acquire skills. And much the same way, singing itself is a skill. It can technically be learned. And so that's that's something I want to point out. Well, bottom line, it, it's a skill regardless if a singer is considered to be talented or not. That's actually why I work with a lot of professional singers who may be naturally talented. Maybe they've never had voice lessons. However, considering this is a technical skill that you need to learn to maintain that voice, um, it is important for everyone to learn. You know, and if you're not naturally talented, maybe you're like, okay, I'm not singing in tune. You can correct that. And within time, you could be considered where someone's like, wow, you're so talented, which, you know, we love it when we hear that. We, <laughs> we really <Right>. do. <laughs> you know, we don't want people to think like that, but it's true. And then again, I've heard the talented singers who are touring. They've been touring for dozens of years. And then they'll come to me and like, hey, I'm, I'm running in some issues, uh, been getting sick. How can I fix right. this? Well, now it's time to learn that skill, you know, to for tighten sure. it up. And uh, related to this, personally, whenever someone tells me I'm talented, I know they mean it as a compliment, and I know they mean it to be nice. But personally, <laughs> I don't consider that much of a compliment because it play it downplays the skill. So skill is a result of practice, effort, and learning. And talent is just something that sort of comes without really trying very hard. And so whenever someone tells me that I'm talented at singing, they're downplaying the fact that I've practiced all this time <laughs> and I spent all this time learning um, and they don't mean it to be mean. They mean it to be nice. But as a singer, as a musician, you need to think of singing as a skill. If someone says you're talented, you know, thank you. That's very nice. I appreciate the kind words, but, but I work at this talent. Right. And, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, you don't have to like get mad of them and say, Oh, don't tell me I'm talented. It's skill. I work, you know, 
<laughs> don't get mad there, at them. They need to be nice. I, I probably rubbed off when you was, I hope it wasn't my fault. Well, yeah, I do. But <laughs> I get that a lot. Like I'll do a TV show and they're like, wow, your talent's so amazing. Blowing up glasses. And I'm like, I scream like a moron to the glass can't stand to listen to me anymore and it blows up. <laughs> However, that's not a talent. Uh, it is a skill. I mean, I, I have to literally practice. I do a lot of pharyngeal exercises and right. the cardio singing to stay on top of it. So, you know, regardless of who you are and how talented people may tell you or you may consider, that talent can disappear really, really quick if mm -hmm. you don't focus on developing your skill to maintain what is considered to be talent. For sure. And so kind of the way I think about it is if you are, if you have literally zero talent, like you, you sing for people you've never practiced. And every time you sing, people just kind of <laughs> ignore you and walk away and no one wants to hear you. If you're that type of singer, that doesn't mean you can never be good. Having zero talent does not mean you cannot have the skill. You could have no talent at all, work on your skill, and be amazing. That's fact. You could be the other way, too. You could be incredibly talented um, and, and still make mistakes. You could, you could have great vocal talent, but not have a proper understanding of vocal technique, of breathing, of support, of stamina. And you could be really talented. And if you don't properly train the skill, you can ruin your voice. And so whether you have talent or not, you have to have the skill. Well, listen, <laughs> and I don't mean people are going to say, oh, he's being so harsh, but I'm just being funny and being truthful. I, I had somebody fly in to do some lessons, and this person was an amazing guitar player. They're coming to do vocal lessons. And I was like, okay, here's this note. Nah, uh, nah, uh. Every time they matched me, it was like, yeah. And I looked around, and I thought, freaking Ashton Kutcher's here. I'm getting ready to be punked is what it is because I'm like, there is no way this guy just paid <laughs> wow, Jamie, it. you're I'm mean. Like, yeah, I know, but, <laughs> but, but listen, but this guy, and it was serious. He had literally, and I don't believe in being tone deaf unless there's a physical uh, abnormality right. uh, that affects you. But what it is, he was an amazing guitar player. He could listen. He had a great ear, but it never transferred over into his voice because he never right. really sang. So um, I had a job ahead of me, but this guy, he worked so hard, and it wasn't done in that day. He came back several times, and it took a while, but finally he found it. He was able to connect to the pitches. Uh, he increased his range. His voice became solid, and it was like, okay, this, this is pleasing. But in the beginning, I was like, wow. So listen, if he can do it, and even my coach Jim Gillette said when he first started singing, they used to tell uh, the bar owners used to tell the band, you got to get rid of that singer. He's horrible. And that's when he started taking voice lessons at like 16 or 17. And so he'll laugh about it. He's like, Jamie, I was the worst singer in the world. I had no talent. I had no skill, but I had a desire to develop that skill. And he busted his butt working on his voice to gain the range that he has. So and that, that reminds me, uh, unless you got something else to say, but it makes me think about ranges, like range classification. Well, yeah, let's move on to that. Okay, well, you know, it's why is it why is it Benny that uh, when you hear a singer, and you're like, oh my God, is so talented. It's because they can sing high. It's always a tenor or a soprano, you know. But you can hear a rich bass or something. But if they can't reach the notes or sing those those money notes, those really high notes, it's like, oh well, he he's got to work at it, you know. But you, that for me, that's always how it happened. Oh, this guy is so talented. He can sing Judas Priest or he can sing Journey, uh, you know. And, and <laughs> 
that. I'm like, that doesn't necessarily negate talents. I don't think that that, that means you're naturally talented. That just means your vocal cords are approximately a little different size, a little different, uh, you know, mass to them uh, sure. to make you reach certain notes. So what are your thoughts on that, though? So related to range, I remember uh, in high school when I was in choir, my director labeled me a baritone. What he did was he had everyone go to the piano and he went up the scale half step at a time. And then whenever someone's voice broke, he's like, okay, that's your top note. And then he decided, all right, so you went up to an F, you're a baritone. You went up to an E flat, you're a bass. You went up to a G, you're a tenor. And, and, then, and then he basically said, I don't think he meant it to be as destructive and harmful as I took it and the other singers took it. But he basically said, you're a baritone. An F is about as high as you're ever going to be able to sing. <laughs> so if you want to sing higher than that, you have to sing in falsetto or in sort of a light mixed voice type of sound. And you're never going to be able to sing any higher. From that moment on, I was just completely crushed because all of my favorite songs, all of my favorite bands, musicians, they sing crazy high stuff. And it was actually uh, a song by the band Red Jumpsuit Apparatus um, that inspired me to pursue singing at all. The reason I joined choir was because I heard this song that inspired me so much. And, uh, and for him to tell me, oh, you'll never be able to sing that song, just crushed me. Fortunately, that's not true, um, but I didn't know that at the time. And so it was, it was just terrible. And so if you are, if you've been, you know, labeled a bass or a baritone or an alto don't let that become your reason that you don't work to improve your voice you can do it no i, I totally agree because your story i figure you're just going to get into how you hit an a and started crying and called me but we'll come back actually to that. actually no let me jump in and do that real quick <laughs> okay no 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 good point so um so fast forward a few years after high school and i'm you know a few years you know from high school for a while yeah i kind of dropped singing because it's like okay you're never gonna be able to sing any higher i don't even know i'm gonna bother i, I mean i don't know what the point is of practicing because i'm never gonna be able to sing the songs i want anyway uh, eventually i kind of I didn't want to accept that explanation. And so I went on Amazon and I just started looking for books on how to sing. And I happened to find Jamie's book um, and his books, Raise Your Voice, for those who don't know, incredible book, uh, 400 something pages, comes with a bunch of, I don't know what it is, like 80 different audios. There are some practice audios, a bunch of demonstrations, great stuff. And uh, it's uh, something you get for free when you sign up for the Vendera Vocal Academy, by the way. So if you want to get it for free, you can sign yep. up, join the Academy. Um, Probably best you, to go to buildabettervoice.com if you want to know about it. Be the yep, you can do that. Anyway, so I got the Raise Your Voice book and I read on Amazon, you know, it had a hundred something five star reviews, still excellent book. So I got the book and uh, I didn't even read the book. I, I just put the audios on my, uh, <laughs> I put the audios on my iPod um, and I was driving along and I rem it was December, was it 2011, I believe it was December 2011. Uh, I was driving along and I'm playing the uh, I've listened to the audios maybe five times through or something. And now I'm listening to the uh, to the practice uh, tracks, you know, the vocal scales and stuff. And I start singing along to them. And then I hit an A. My choir director told me I'd never be able to sing above an F4, which is the F just above middle C. And I hit an A 
in full voice no a, before uh right below the tenor high c and i couldn't believe it like i was like uh did i just mess something up like that didn't hurt it doesn't sound like falsetto and it it occurred to me that that was a full voice a that i that i hit and i was just stunned i was blown away that i was able to sing this note and i kept going and then i got up to a b flat and i had to pull over i pulled over on the side of the road on the highway and i was i had to pull over because i was crying so much like i, I couldn't drive because <laughs> the tears coming out of my face and i was bawling and at that moment i realized that i actually can sing higher that I don't have to give up my dream of singing the music that I want. And uh, Jamie is very humble about this, so he doesn't really tell people these stories. Um, but I, um, I actually called Jamie, and I called him on the phone, and I'm like crying, and you know, <laughs> and Jamie's, you know, he picks up the phone. Here, here's some guy crying, and I imagine Jamie's like, "Oh, who's this calling? Why are they crying? Is someone in trouble? What's going on?" And I just had to tell him, like, Jamie, you gave me back my dream, you know, and and he restored confidence in me that I could do it um, over the I think it was the next day after that. I got up to a D5, um, which is just above the tenor high C. Now, none of these notes sounded perfect. It wasn't like, you know, I could immediately go use them in a song, but. I knew they were full voice. It didn't hurt. I was able to do them a bit more and more, and I was able to refine them. And you know, now now it's not so hard to use those notes. But it and showed you that you can get there. Um, it showed me that I can get there. And it's so. it's, it's, it's almost a mirror. Um, when you tell me when we've talked about this before, it was kind of the same for me. I, I had a uh, coach in as soon as I got out of high school. And I broke at a D Sharpie. She said, you're a bass. You never want to sing any higher. And I had been singing much higher in bar bands, but it was like a, a really, really full, loud falsetto, like a pharyngeal rotical reinforced falsetto. And she said I was a bass. Now, luckily for me, I had a different mindset by then. I wasn't the kid I was in high school where, you know, someone could criticize me to put me down. I thought, well, I'll show you is my attitude that I took. And then I that's when I decided... I quit college and moved to Hollywood to study at Musicians Institute because I was going. I was I was in electromechanical engineering and I still love music. And I thought this this one was going to tell me I can't sing higher. I'm going to school. I'm moving. I mean, just just like that. Flip the switch. My buddy was going out there to study guitar. Uh, my drummer was moving out with us. And the ironic thing is I went to school and I didn't really learn a lot. It was in its baby stages and uh, nothing against Musicians Institute. They were just kind of putting the program together. But what had got me through is Jim Gillette's vocal power. And I had, I knew Jim Gillette, I loved Nitro. And I had saved my money up when I was 16, 17 to order the, the metal power cassettes. They never came. So when I got out there, a friend had him let me borrow them. And working with them, that's when my voice got to an A like yours. I was like, wow, is that real? And then I came back. I, I met Jim, went to several concerts. He actually gave me the cassettes. And, and you know, then I continued on. I studied with Thomas Appel, and my voice kept climbing higher and higher. And just, what, two years ago? No, was it? Uh, yeah, like a year and a half ago, I was doing a workshop out in Colorado. And there was a uh, vocal doctor, an ENT, and a vocal coach from Germany there, Dr. Hubert Noah. Uh, amazing man, very, very intelligent and talented. 
and uh, it made me nervous. You know, I was teaching screaming. I thought, yeah, here's this little German man back here, crossed his arms, just looking at me, beady eyes, like you're, you know, like you shouldn't be doing this. And after the the workshop, he came up to me. He says, "You're in the wrong profession." And I thought, "Oh God, here we go, here we go." And he <laughs> said, "He says you should be singing opera." I'm like, "What?" He said, you are what's known as a Wagnerian tenor. It's a very, very rare type of tenor. And I'm like, what? You know, I'm, I'm not in, I don't sing opera. You know, I do teach opera techniques, but I don't sing it. I'm, I'm like, nah, you got the wrong guy. He laughed me off the stage. He said, listen, I wish I had your voice. If I had your voice, I'd be making so much money. And I said, you know, Doc, I'm, I'm not a Wagnerian tenor. I said, I'm a bass. I'm a bass. I can, I can go really low, but I took my skill set and I worked and pushed really hard to extend my range beyond that point. So it, it, you you can, you know, all these fallacies that you cannot extend your range and you can only sing high if you're talented, that's a lie. That's a lie. There are muscles surrounding the vocal cords. They're retinoids. They're, you know, I don't want to get into all the sciencey stuff about it. Maybe we'll in another, another uh, blog. But uh, you can build these muscles like going to the gym to extend your range and improve your tone. For sure. So that's kind of the main point for this one is it's it's skill, not necessarily talent. If you have talent, great. If you don't, don't worry. You don't need it. You need skill. And so that's that's our goal for you. So but you gotta have, go ahead. Go sorry. Ahead. No, no, no. You go for it. I was just going to say the skill is great, but you have to have that work mindset. You know, sure. don't, don't, if I go, I'm, I'm back in the gym. I'd broken my ankle a few years ago in Poland and it was really hard for me to get back into working out, but now I'm going, uh, my chest is building up, my arms are building up, but I've been going now for three months and it's not a lot of improvement. I'm okay with that because it takes months. You know, if I want six pack abs, they don't happen overnight. So these singers who practice, okay, I spent the last three weeks, I practiced four days a week. But then I had went out and ate turkey with my friend, went to a movie. Uh, then I came home and ate leftover pizza, and I forgot about working out. And then it's been six weeks now. That doesn't work. You, you have to – and I said the turkey because I'm thinking about Thanksgiving. You know, holidays always <laughs> throw us out. Uh, now I want some turkey. But, <laughs> but anyway, you have to stay diligent. You know, you're not going to develop this skill and the muscles required to maintain your voice and give you the voice you want if you're not willing to put in the time. So talented or not, skillful or not, there's only one way to build that skill, and it's to stay on top of things and work hard. Right. And uh, the word I like to use for this is stick to itiveness. And so it's stick to it, except like... <clears throat> It's a thing. Stick to itiveness. Hope that makes sense. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know you, but you, you actually made me create a program because of this V24. Right. I mean, you know, what, what was that all about? <laughs> right. Exactly. And I was thinking the same thing. So, uh, so Jamie and so Jamie and I noticed that for some singers, it's really tough to stick to vocal programs and, Jamie and I are friends with some of these people on Facebook and, you know, we love them to death. We don't mean any ill towards them. Um, you know, we're not trying to talk down about them or anything, but frankly, there are some, uh, singers out there who they'll practice for five hours a day for a week and then they quit for two months or, and then they'll come back and they'll practice two hours a day for two weeks and then quit for five months mm -hmm. and over and over. And three years later, they've practiced for like, four weeks total in like three years. And, uh, and I don't blame those people. I have been there um, where I personally think, oh, well, I didn't practice for the last 
three months. So that means I need to practice five hours a day for the next three months to make up for the lost time. But that's just too much. And so uh, we came up with the V24 program. Um, and the idea of V24 is um, basically your primary vocal workout session is 24 minutes a day. I think everyone has 24 minutes a day. Even the busiest person does. And so that's how we came up with the V24 program. We've gotten a lot of excellent uh, reviews, testimonials, feedback. And uh, people can read about that um, on uh, v24.rocks. So you go to your uh, open up Google Chrome or Firefox, whatever your web browser is. You type in the letter V for voice, 24.rocks. R-O-C-K-S, and that takes you straight to the page where you can read about that. And, yeah, I don't know uh, why those people are like, what was the website? It's because V24 at rocks. Which is V24.rocks. Yeah, so for those who don't know, um, the, there's .com, there's .org, there's .co.uk, all that sort of stuff, .net. There, there are new ones that have come out uh, over the last couple of years, and one of them is .rocks. So we put v24.rocks, R-O-C-K-S. So you just type in v24.rocks. That takes you straight to the page, and you can you know see what v24 is about if you're interested in it. And I, it's it one of the best programs I think I've ever... I mean, I'm glad you nudged me to do it because that's one of my favorite things I've ever developed out of the dozens of products I've created. Yeah, me too. And And part of the reason that... I felt inspired to come up with it is because <laughs> I was one of those people who kept practicing for two hours a day for a week and then quit for two weeks. And, you know, it was sort of like an on and off cycle. And then that makes you kind of lose confidence that, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I'm no good at singing. Maybe um, I need to find a different vocal program. Maybe uh, there's something wrong with my throat. Maybe I should go see an ENT. Maybe I don't have enough talent. Maybe I should just give up and quit. Maybe this is a waste of time. But really, it comes down to just not sticking to a routine. So if you can stick to a routine, a lot of that self-doubt, a lot of those you know, mental, uh, you know, that mental fog stuff kind of clears out. And so that's kind of the idea behind the V24 program. And for me personally, that's what I stick to now. Um, and it works great. And it's easy now to stick to a routine. And it's easy to see gains. And, you know, some people have seen very good gains over just a couple of weeks. Um, you know, they, they go through the course one time, they see great results. Um, disclaimer and you know you can't just go through the not everyone who's going to go through it will go through it one time and then instantly you know you're mariah carey um but you know you can expect to see some good results if you've never really stuck to a vocal workout routine before sticking to a program that's easy to follow and works is going to really help you out well it actually it's such a procrastination you know destroyer it really helps you to develop that skill set and For get sure. you focused on hey because once you do it you know maybe the first three weeks you're like wow you, know, you might procrastinate a little bit like ah and I, I had a student who mm -hmm. who, who was kind of like this practice five hours quit guys got a, a really really good voice but doesn't have that focus to make it diligently right. so I'm, I'm set, you know how kind I am. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to charge him for it. So I thought, well, I'll give him a PDF per week. And I gave him the first one. And the first week was just the warm ups, just the ultimate vocal warm up, which anyone can get for free. Uh, and um, I said, well, you know, email me in a week that you've done it for seven days. And then I'll give you the next PDF. And about 10, 11 days passed by. 
And I text him. I said, well, I guess you didn't do it. And first time he's ever gotten smart with me, blown up. is like, well, I can't learn to sing this just by doing some warm-ups. And I thought right then and there, um, he's never going to break past that barrier. And, you know, and since that time, he's quit. He's came back and he's quit and he's came back. And it's yeah. sad. You know, I, I really I'm, I'm not demeaning anyone. Even if you're listening to this, and you know who you are. You know, I love you. I just want to see people understand that building a skill, whether you're talented or not, which may be his issue because he is talented. Uh, but getting past that point to maintain and build right. that skill set takes practice. So I do want to wrap up here in a bit, but yep. one related point I would like to cover in uh, coming up podcast is, you know, sort of the mindset of how you approach learning. And the way I approach it is I've been studying with Jamie for a long time. I think many people, you know, there's a significant portion of uh, our listeners who have been studying with Jamie for a long time. And, uh, and, and some of us have maybe gone to school for voice. And so some of us really kind of know what we're talking about and have a very solid grasp on vocal, um, vocal technique. What's really important is never being too smart to learn from someone else. Absolutely. And so, you know, so Jamie, I know you, I mean, you've been doing this for how long you've helped how many hundreds or thousands of singers. You've written so many books, you've been on TV shows, you've done workshops, I know you still go out and learn. You don't you don't think, oh, I'm the greatest vocal coach in the world and I don't need to learn from anyone. No, I still I have uh, John Haney, Michael Rocchio, uh, James Lugo, Ray West, uh, Valerie Bastion. A lot of these coaches, even if I, uh, you know, I publish a lot of these people's books, too, but I turn right. to them and, and you you never ever going to learn everything right. you know you can always learn don't ever have that attitude related issue um so in the in episode one we talked about dara torres the um 40 at the time 41 year old olympic uh swimmer i know she has a personal trainer she's got a swimming coach michael phelps the number one new he just broke the record recently of the most number of gold medals for one person ever and the previous record holder was i don't know what it was two thousand years ago 1600 years ago in ancient greece or something um he just broke the record for the most olympic gold for any one person in history he has nutritionists he has uh, personal trainers. He has swimming coaches. He, the single greatest Olympic athlete of all time, still learns from people. And you you think of the major successes in business. Um, Elon Musk, um, you know, Tim Cook now, the CEO of Apple. These people all learn. They get input from people. They read books. They attend conferences that's the attitude you have to take on. Set aside, I'm not saying anyone listening is egotistical, but I know as we get more and more experienced and we get a deeper understanding and we learn more, eventually we kind of get this chip on our shoulder that says, oh, well, I know a bunch of stuff and I know more than other people, therefore no one can teach me anything and I know everything. And, um, and I think a lot of us to some extent get that way. So it's very important to set that aside maintain an attitude of being a lifelong learner. And so that's, that's, I, I invite you to do that um, by listening to this podcast, check out 
um, any materials that we come out with. A lot of the stuff's going to be free. So, you know, and now, of course, we are running a business, so there is going to be some stuff for sale. Um, so don't get too mad if we send you an email telling you about a new product. Um, but, you know, maintain an attitude of a willingness to learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to do the next podcast. Who knows what's coming next? We got a lot of exciting things for sure. To cover. So we'll see you on the next Sing Better Fast podcast. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. Be sure to subscribe for new podcast releases, events, and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. 